It's the Sunday MMA show. Boom. Good morning. The Sunday MMA show on the Full Mount podcast found on the Locker Room Unfiltered Network. What's going on? It's your host, Ruben Ongallon Jr. with your boy, Trent McGregor. What's going on, bro? Top of the morning to you. What's going on? I got my morning coffee. Same as every day. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I've got the uh, the kombucha this morning, so I decided to stay away from the caffeine. The what? Kombucha. Okay. You know, that, you, know, you know what kombucha is? What have you into, bro? Uh, I don't know. Whatever I'm into. I got to introduce you to this stuff, man. Some probiotics. Really good for your body. Good for the uh, microbiome, as Joe <laughs> Rogan says. Hey. <laughs> Joe, does Joe Rogan have it? Does Joe Rogan have it? Uh, he's the guy that drinks it, I'm assuming. He he's... drinks it? Well, I'm going to start drinking it. Oh, that's how man. If Joe Rogan drinks it, then I drink it too. <laughs> well, whatever tea we're sipping on. Uh, okay, so that's, like, honestly, last night... Um, you and I were kind of like, this is, uh, I was on the fence about last night's event. And, and if yeah. you're wondering, we're referencing boxing. Let um, me share my experience. Okay. Here's okay my go experience. ahead. Go ahead. So I, was, I wasn't willing to pay the pay-per-view for the boxing. <laughs> so, we did not promote illegal streaming. Admittedly, I was watching it illegal. Okay. So... <laughs> the streaming site that I was watching fails. But after seeing the, is it Jake Paul? Jake Paul, right? Yeah, against Nate Robinson. After, after seeing Jake Paul knock Nate Robinson out viciously, <laughs> I was all in, brother. <laughs> I was after seeing YG. After seeing YG and Nate Perform. Robinson get knocked the fuck out. And then, and then have the stream flaps. I was like, take my money. <laughs> like, I'm all the way invested in these fight, these oh, tr- man. thriller fights. And I'm going to be honest, bro. I knew 100% that we're not going to see the best fighters in the world here. These guys are old. The rules in there are all janky. Who knows what's going to happen? And I feel like I got my money's worth. I paid the pay-per-view. I watched it on pay-per-view. Um... And I feel like I got my money's worth. I really do. It was a hell of an entertaining experience. Like, there was yelling going on in my house anyway. And, oh, and. Yeah, yeah. Exciting, exciting fight. And as old as these dudes are, that shit was gangster, bro. Yeah. And Mike Tyson is a gangster. Roy Jones Jr. is also a gangster. And that, that shit was cool. And he was going, Mike was going after it, bro. Mike was going after Roy was doing his best. But that was, he looked nice out there. Both of them look real nice out there. Yeah, bro. I was, I, was, I, was, I was really happy with the product. I was like, Before we get into I just want to, I want to say something. Because okay. I, I, I woke up this morning with seeing a couple, couple people being haters and whatever. Yeah. And memes and shit like that. They need to be told that they should shut the... F- Shut the fuck up, and <laughs> respectively. And um, for 54 years old, I'm going to use an example. Now, Derek Lewis was meant to be fighting last night. In my opinion, those 54-year-old men would whip him in a boxing match, would whip him every slap him all around the ring. The, the level that they put on for 50-plus years old was exceptional. And if you, we're not talking about 30s and 20-year-old men here. We're talking 50. Mike Tyson hasn't fought for 15 years. 54 years old. Yeah. Right. He was good. He was good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, they were good. It, it was fun to watch Mike move again. And, yeah. Uh, and the, the, well the, too. The, the pivots, the, the, the peekaboo style was just a full-on – and he was quick, man, and his body looked good. And 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 you hear the stories about how much cardio he did moving into this because it all started, you know, this story tells, oh, my wife asked me to do 30 minutes on the on the treadmill, then it moved to two hours, and he started doing the bike for an hour on top of that, and he started doing pads. Oh man, 
funny story. Did you watch the uh, press conference f- prior to the fight? I think it was Friday. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, you know, we both know who Rafael Cordero is. Obviously, yes. he's an MMA coach. Um, Mike Tyson goes into the interview and he goes, um, "You know, I got to thank you, thank you, you know, my my coach, my trains, um, you know, my 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 guy Rafael Cordobo, um, uh, what whatever his name is. Oh, uh, Cordero. <laughs> he, he, he called his he called his coach that so he's been training with for a year, Cordobo. And I thought, I've, been, I've been laughing at that the entire time, but dude, the whole experience was, um, you know, mine was not, not, not much different than yours. Went into it thinking not much about the fights, but they put on a fucking show. They went from having live performances from YG, French Montana, Sway Lee. Uh, the first two fights on the main card were brilliant. Slobber knocker fights actually. And they're not the best fighters in the world. Um, but we had some good stuff. And what was even more exciting was hearing Sugar Ray Leonard on one side and, and Israel Adesanya called the other side of the fights. And that was yeah. super fun. And then Snoop came in for the last one between Mike and, uh, yeah. and <laughs> when Snoop he performed. And he, he was – he made it great. He made it a huge – a way bigger event than it would have been if it, he wasn't there. Oh, when, yeah. you, when you hear him saying things like, man, that's my – that's like looking at my uncle's – no fighting in the <laughs> yeah. backyard. I, mean, I, I want to I dip in here. Snoop should not ever, ever commentate MMA ever again because I no. believe he started with Uriah Faber on the Contender, uh, the Contender Series. series. That was Sunday. hilarious. Now, he's, he's, he's bagging on guys, bro. He's bagging on guys that would murder him. And he's yeah. been like, face down, ass up, and just and talking shit about dudes after they're getting whipped. And that's just not his place. But his place... If this Legends League is actually going to be a thing, because I've been listening to hot boxing podcasts and Mike has talked about making this thing grow. And he's talking about, oh, I want this superstar to versus this superstar. And you're a basketball guy. I don't care how out of the box Michael Jordan is. Could you imagine if Michael Jordan threw on some old Nikes, bro, started bouncing around the court because he knows he's got a game of one-on-one with... I don't really know the game too well, but another legend. I'll see who gets that. Yeah, that would be fun. You know yeah, like um, bruh, I'm sign me up too. You know what I mean? I'll watch that yeah. shit. Yeah, I want to see Vander Holyfield in there against Mike next. That would be fun. Yeah, whatever, talking, whatever they can have, whatever see- legend they want in there. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be an event, especially yeah. if it's run by Triller again, the exact same way they did it. Bro, get YG in there again. That shit was dope. Yeah, I like, like, yeah, YG's performance was tight. That was good. That was good, man. Like, the whole thing was a show. I started watching it for, um, uh, which one? The one before Jake Paul? That was uh, Badu. Badu Jack and uh, and, uh, Blake McKernan. That was was eight rounds of getting dominated. But I wasn't really impressed by that fight. I I could I could <laughs> I could definitely fall asleep watching them. But um, well, I mean, like, I found it was just eight rounds of domination. I mean, it's, like, I, 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 there was a little part of me that I'll be honest, completely honest, I was hating on Jake Paul a little bit because here's why: because he's in his second pro fight. He's all right. He he. I thought he was going to be worse. He probably has been training. I don't know, maybe a couple couple years, maybe. I think he's been training at least two years at the same time as his brother as uh, Logan. He's co-main eventing the Mike Tyson fight. Like, this is a big part of me that's jealous. And I'm like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people that are looking at him from that angle. But at the same time, I don't buy into his YouTube stuff. I've never watched a Jake Paul video in my life. I don't know what the fuck he says. I see his tweets talking about he he talk, he said in his post fight interview that he wanted to fight Conor McGregor, and I was and just and like, and, oh, uh, and Dennis oh, that's too. Right, I like <laughs> and Dylan Dennis, he wanted Dylan Dennis. Oh, that's <laughs> Dylan Dennis would mop the floor with that kid. And Dylan Dennis is a jujitsu guy, but he's just the understanding for combat sports will be ten times yeah. whatever Jake Paul had to offer. You know what I'm saying? He's a big boy, strong boy, knows how to throw hands, moves around right, but um. Very amateurish fight. Like, uh, I don't want to see someone who hasn't fought before go in at that level because we saw what happens and it's dangerous. The sport is not for basketball players 
that don't have a single idea on what they're doing, lunging in like that. And when your momentum uh, is heading towards someone else and all he's got to do is put the hand in the all right. All he's got to do is clip him. him. Yeah. And he's, he fucking, he put his body into that son. He caught him in the head, yeah. leaning into an overhand and Nate Robinson was running towards him. Yeah. Not knowing what he was doing. Zero idea of what happens in the sport when you run into someone like that. And he was moaning. He was on the ground moaning uh, like he was going to die. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that or heard that, but I was <laughs> like, he was crying out here. You know what I mean? Watching someone get knocked out is bad enough as it is when it's a professional fighter. When you see professional fighters get knocked out, they are in a situation where they know what just happened. Like, they know what they signed up for. They understand they the risks. That this is not yeah. their first rodeo. They're at the highest level, so they're like, okay, I know how to deal with this. Like when Ben Askren got knocked out viciously. Um, but again, that was one of those knockouts where his body weight was going one direction or his body weight was going the other direction. When those two meet, that's when you get those bad, bad ones. But like um, with the Jake Paul one, it was like uh, – Still, I th- he's still just a YouTuber to me. Um, I do want to see him fight again. I want to see him fight known people. I want to see him fight someone who knows how to fight. I would love to see him fight Dylan Dennis. Oh, That's watching it. Mark, right? It's just because. Well, listen, listen I, I, I hate Jake Paul. Um, I don't like his brother either. They've had a lot of controversial moments, enough for me to say that these guys aren't really crap to me. Um, yeah, but fuck them. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I think this is what I want to bring up to you. I think there's pros and cons with shows like this where um, the seriousness behind it isn't as big as a professional boxing fight or a professional MMA fight, right? I think there's two sides of it. And I was, uh, funny enough, I was getting this perspective from listening to uh, or watching uh, True, I think it was called Truth or Dab. You know that show with Hot Wings? No. It's, uh, so it's Israel Adesanya and Anthony Joshua. We're taking turns. Oh yeah, questions. yeah, yeah. I have to yeah. Watch that. And so, if obviously they didn't want to answer a question, they got to eat a eat a chicken wing with the dab of the hottest sauce in the world. So, anyways, Anthony Joshua brought about a pretty good perspective, and I think he's mostly trying to be politically correct without kind of banging on anybody. But the great side is is it's bringing a lot of new eyes to the sport, bringing a lot of new eyes to combat sports. And I think that's a huge thing because they probably made millions of dollars off this. And apparently, you know, they're going to be donating all of this to the frontliners. Um, so for the, at the end of the day, if you look at, uh, you know, the broad spectrum, this is a positive thing because it's helping a lot of people out. Um, you know, they had that frontline belt. I don't know how much of this money really is going all to charity. And I don't know how much of it is being, you know, um, just a front for them to collect as much money as possible. But on the other side, yeah. Uh, the problem with that I see with it is is Jake Paul and Nate Robinson are co-main eventing two former world champions, two of the most notable greatest boxers of all time, two legends, and you have a guy who played basketball who really was never a superstar. Um, he's only well known because he did the slam dunk contest three times and won it three times. So he's a super athlete. Was he, was he even good? As a basketball player, yeah, he was good. He was very good, but he wasn't ever a superstar or an all-star. He was never. Uh, um, how can I say a... this? He's never. Yeah, he's he's never been in the top 15, 30 rank of players. Um, so that's why I'm saying, you know, Nate Robinson and Jake Paul aren't even shouldn't even be in a co-main event in any boxing professional boxing setting jake paul shouldn't even be a pro boxer in the first place because the guys that are working hard to get to that moment guys like yourself there are guys that still haven't gotten a crack at fighting professionally and some of these guys have 20 you know amateur records and that's you know i I mean like that's the yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to say anything but the one thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to compare yourself to other people right that's the that's a that's a bad way to start off of course especially in anything but when you're if you're if you're a fighter and and you compete and train and stuff like that i feel like it's natural and i was looking at it like how would i do it it's just big cunt you know what i mean and he is he's a big boy he's like 190 pounds and he's he's obviously trained his ass off you know he he didn't go in there like um 
a complete slob. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. look bad. He looked like there's a lot. There's a lot of guys he could be, and that's just being honest, putting my ego to the side. You know, would I fight him? I, I would. I would. I would. I would love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I would prefer it to be in little gloves. You know, I don't want to fight. Yeah, give me four ounce gloves. Give me a cage. Give me six six sides. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> give me six sides. Let me let me leg kick you at least. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's over. It's over. And then yeah, and then step into the pain. Yeah, make it <laughs> you know, I mean, make it pro too. Just have elbows. Okay. Yeah, like whatever. And the, man. and the boxing, and the boxing. Um, he he he's not bad. We need to see him against a real boxer and not a basketball player. And we need to get these guys on their own shows. If you're going to be running a circus, run a circus. I'll sign yeah. up. I'll watch. I'll watch it. Okay. But I guess it was a circus because Mike and that were 50 something years old. So I guess it makes it okay. But they didn't look some 50 something years old. And that was, that was what made last night so special and so different. Yeah. I, I, I'm still like I'm still one of those guys where I'm like um, I hope that's the last time I see them fight though. I've, oh, I get that I, I get that we witness history, and that was incredible. History was um, was made, and I got to witness it, and I'm thankful as hell for that. And uh, what I saw, I was uh, I approved of. I was like, that was quality. That was quality shit for what. But now leave on a high uh i think close the book mike tyson you've brought eyes to something that you've started i think it's great but i think they said it in the commentary that you don't play boxing you play basketball yeah if we're gonna run this legends league let's play legends from different sports let's see crossover things from different things let's see a celebrity basketball game full of fighters Let's watch that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. It's not going to be great, but there's some people that might surprise you. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, I'm, always. J. Cole, yeah, look at J. Cole. That guy's that guy was working so hard to try out for the Detroit there's, Pistons. There's, there's, <laughs> but there's guys that have there's guys yeah. that have made it into MMA that are like awesome soccer players. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen Conor McGregor kick a soccer ball? Yeah. Bro, well, I mean, good. Yeah, he's good. I mean, does, well, let's see, see him actually play a soccer game. But, I mean, if he can and kick a ball, like, I mean, that's better than most people anyway. Like so. Alexander Volkanovsky was as an ex-rugby player. Tied no, to wonder why so, what, no wonder why these guys are so tough, eh? Yeah, but, like, like, why don't we get a game going, guys? Let's have a game of rugby league, you know what I mean? And <sighs> even though it wouldn't be big here, um, because the sport's not big here, but back home and in Australia, the NRL is huge. It's huge. <laughs> are you are you trying to are you trying to vouch for a game to happen in Australia? You're right. Trying, no, well, it's a huge celebrity that's, thing that's going to happen listen, in Australia. Listen, no, no this is what you want. <laughs> it's bigger than hockey. Okay. <laughs> you guys are just a little arrogant. Okay. I don't. I don't like hockey. Don't tell me about being but arrogant. No, I don't like, no, like, <laughs> I'm but Canadian. Like, but. Um, like the NRL is a league of its own, National Rugby League, right? Yeah. And that's rugby league. That's it's monstrous, bro. Like millions, millions, millions of people follow it, mm-hmm. and there are superstars that play those games just like there are superstars that play NBA. Straight up, they're, they're worshipped over there, you know, and it's huge. So, if you if you was to take someone like Alex Volkanovsky and shove a jersey on him and have him play in a low league game, and you know what I mean, or have like, just take a whole bunch of those dudes. I know it's a lot of people to have, but you could play them against, like, a prison team or something, right? This is a circus we're talking about here. <laughs> I, mean, be you, cool. I think it's I think it's far from a circus if you're having legends, but if you have Jake Paul in it, then it's a circus. <laughs> That's when I call it a circus. <laughs> Can Jake Paul play, play rugby? <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm just <laughs> but the thing's... If he's a boxer and he's just going to be boxing, then sure. I guess the, I guess the, the dude wants to take it more seriously, and that's fine. Um, I'm just saying that you know, from from an outside perspective, right? Like, yeah. not to compare to guys that are working, you know, that have that journey, right? As nah, opposed he, to, but he's he using. Did. This is what happens when you leverage social media following, and you know, yeah, public, pub, you know, what your public face is, right? These yeah. these are the things that are the negative part about this business is he's generating eyes that 
never would have watched boxing in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also positive. Right. But so there's, there's so many things though that people are only going to watch boxing fights of Jake Paul or Logan Paul or KSI or these guys, these YouTubers that put on massive cards for um, it's not going to matter. Right. And so a lot for a lot of people growing up, I think that the view and the outlook of boxing or combat sports uh, is going to be in some ways clouded. Right. Because like the only things they're going to follow are these boxers and they're not going to realize that these guys aren't even close to legit. Yeah. Nah. And like that's he's going to take like is a like there's a lot of glory involved when you knock someone out. As when when Conor McGregor knocked out Eddie Alvarez or Aldo or whoever a cowboy, he knocked out guys that are at the elite level. Yeah, exactly. When he, when he punched the old dude, not so much. You know what I'm saying? So, like, at, at the same time, though, you, you don't get the same glory from knocking out Nate Robinson as, as what you get from knocking out Jose Aldo, right? But these people that are watching it for the first time, they give them the same credit. They're giving people like Jay Paul, oh my God, he got a vicious knockout and he was the highlight of the night. That's why I signed shit up. But <laughs> he's getting the same amount of credit as someone that's knocking someone out at a high level. Now, no offense to Nate Robinson, balls to getting in there, but you would have got knocked out by absolutely everybody. Everybody and anybody that you fought. If a, if a, a, real, a real life professional boxer fighting him is going to sit him down any day of the week. Someone who really knows what they're doing is trained for a few years, tr- actually trains. Like what, what was his, what happened? Did he just was one day, did he just get a phone call when he was playing? Well, basketball? I mean, so this is what I want to say about Nate Robinson is he's an ultimate athlete. He's five, nine and can dunk on a 10 foot rim. He also uh, auditioned for the Seattle Sea uh, Seahawks. I mean, he's a super athlete, but being a super athlete has proven all like, this has proven it. This what happened last night proved it. You could be as athletic as you want. Yeah. But athletic. combat athletic. sports is a completely different animal. And if you don't have shit, if you don't have junk going in, you're gonna get thrown out, bro. Bro, sometimes in combat sports you don't even need to be an athlete. You just gotta be a fighter. Yeah, hundred percent. There's so many guys without any any attributes whatsoever. Look at Stepe Miocic. Yeah. Stepe Miocic, great fight IQ. But like, and he just understands the game and where you were using all these different examples. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these guys said it best in the broadcast last night. You yeah. already mentioned it. Like you don't play boxing. Mm. You don't play Look combat sports. Even, you just don't. Even Nate Diaz. Like that guy is so uncoordinated. <laughs> and it'll knock gammy. you the hell. Like we call them back home. We call them you, like you called someone like a gammy count. If you're, if you're weird, <laughs> if you do things weird way, you're gammy. You know what I mean? And like, that's what Nate Diaz is. He's like, I tell you what, if if we were playing the celebrity basketball game and I was choosing the teams, um, Nate Diaz is going to be the guy that gets picked last, son. 100%. Every time. And Every even when he's tall as hell, so you're like, <laughs> no, you stay there, Nate. What does what does Connor call him? Gazelle fat body. Yeah, <laughs> your gazelle yeah. skinny, yeah skinny fat frame. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't whatever. know. I, don't know. I guess what, we'll what leave else? it. I don't know. We'll leave it at this. I think that was close, close the book on it. Yeah, it was an entertaining night. I think uh, they got to keep doing it. I like the fact that they're campaigning for the frontliners. So, I'll back it if there's a good cause behind it. Um, but I believe there is too. I think sure, that um, yeah. I think that Mike is uh, behind everything that happens as far as that trailer goes, and he's a very genuine guy. I love listening to his podcast, and he has a very good heart. Uh, he's uh, the sort of guy that he means what he says. He backs his word. He's very open. Um, he's honest as hell, and he has very good intentions behind everything that he does. I know that he's had a rocky past, but we are not defined by our past. We are defined by who we are today. Yeah. And I think that Mike is a, a, a very, very quality human being. And myself personally, um, 
I'm more of a fan of who Mike Tyson is now by the way that he talks on his podcast and the advice that he gives and the, how he talks about mindset, inspiration, motivation, how to be a good human. You know what I mean? Like when he talks about stuff like that, that's what I'm a fan of. Yeah. That's what gets me going. I know that he was a boss boxer and I know that he has got a lot of vicious knockouts and he was the highlight reel, but I kind of, I think we missed that era. I wasn't watching Mike Tyson knock people out live because I wasn't alive, son. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was, but I was probably so little. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on. I wasn't born yet. If you, <laughs> you're, you're probably little. I was, but I mean, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is that I'm more <clears throat> of a fan of the human being yeah. with Mike than what I was of the boxer of Mike. So the guy that I'm seeing now, I fucking take my money. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if I'm going to pay a pay-per-view, I believe you. I think it's going to go to a good cause. I think that he is a good cause in general and everything that he touches and does from here on out is just going to turn into magic and he deserves all the props in the world. Yeah. Well, let's say this. He said uh, he'll only continue to fight if it's for a good cause. So, I mean, if we're, if we see him back in there, he's only going to do it for this charity and he's only going to continue to do it for, um, you know, humanitarian reasons. So good for him, but uh, you know, let's shelve this because man, that was, that was, that was a good night, but it is what it is. Uh, on the other hand, did you watch any of the UFC fights last night? Be one hundred percent honest with me. One hundred percent, I did not watch a single one. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because Curtis Blades fighting um, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis it would have been the not, only one that was interesting to me, even it, if anything. It's not gonna be a barn burner, guys. No. Okay, I tell you what's gonna happen. Curtis Blades is gonna take Derek Lewis down. For however long it lasts, until Derek Lewis is tired, and he's going to submit him, or he's going to knock him out on the feet. Derek Lewis does not have a shit show in hell in stopping any of those takedowns from Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades is one of the top. He's um, a legit. He's a legit guy in the heavyweight division. In the, in the UFC, he has records yeah. amongst all divisions for the amount of takedowns landed throughout a fight. He is a serious, serious wrestler. And Derek Lewis, well, we saw what happened with him in DC. I, <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> and, and like, uh, what's his name? Curtis Blade's a little longer. He's a little faster. He's probably not that easy to hit. Um, uh, Derek Lewis wings punches. He doesn't throw anything straight. He's not quite fast enough to to just flatline KO someone that is fresh and fast. He has to whittle them down sort of thing as well. Or And sometimes he does knock guys out, like viciously butchers them, but not guys at the level of Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades has been knocking on the championship door for a while now. I've been um, waiting for would, him to get that title shot too. I, like I wouldn't even, I don't need to see that fight because I already know what happens and it's not going to be exciting. I would rather see that I would rather watch a 50-year-old Mike Tyson fight a 50-year-old Roy Jones Jr. And I'm not even a boxing guy. You've heard me talk about boxing before. And, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it is what it is. If you don't know how me and Trent feel about it, uh, it's not a fight if you're not able to throw kicks and throw people down and choke people out and use your elbows because that's that's the fact. But boxing is a beautiful art and it's a beautiful sport. But uh, yeah, boxing yeah. to be respected because that's what started all this shit, right? 100%. There's no MMA without boxing. There's no, no there's no nothing without boxing, right? So, but now there is MMA and we don't need boxing. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me let put it this way I think Curtis Blades, number one, should deserve the title shot. Uh, I'm shocked that he hasn't gotten it. What about yet. Francis, though? Francis is on a street. No, well, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, Francis deserves it. Number one, he's the number one contender, and that's the fight that's going to be happening at some point. But I think what's putting this whole thing in lieu is, you know, Stipe obviously just got off finishing DC. (laughs) Next up is Francis Ngannou, but really the outlier in this case is John Jones. Because if John Jones steps in to the heavyweight division, says I want a title shot, Dana White is going to get on his knees, right? You know. (laughs) <laughs> no, I would. Um, he's gonna go full mount. He's gonna go full mount on him, and he's gonna I, say, "Here, I'll give you the title shot, young son." That boy. But um, I think we. I I want to see John Jones fight Francis. 
because I think that Francis beats him. Now, I don't know. Okay, I think that Francis beats everybody, right? That's just what I think. Well, he's got ungodly power, but... he got ungodly power, but you have... There is one way to... There is one way to beat Francis, and that's, like, wrestling him, obviously. And, like, um, I think Francis is, like, a... Like, I, I don't... I don't rate Derek Lewis to be a champ. I don't think Derek Lewis is going to see a belt. Uh, I know uh, that he had yeah. a shot. But it was a wash. Um, I and I know that Francis Ngannou fought Derek Lewis and they had a the shittest fight of all time. But I think <laughs> if Francis Ngannou was firing and he's on and his head's in the right place and physically he's good, I think he knocks out Derek Lewis no problem. The speed, he probably has more power. But the speed in which he throws his punches is hard, hard to get out of the way of. We saw what happened to Rosner Stroop. You yeah. know what I mean? Derek Lewis ain't doing that, bro. Derek Lewis is going to eat that. Well, yeah. He's going to go down like the Twin Towers, son. Well, That's Derek Lewis Derek Lewis wins fights purely on just strength alone. And um, he's, he swings his punches. There's not much technical going on with his fighting stance and his style. Um but he's a he's a big guy that uh, likes to brawl, right? So I mean that's that's what's gotten him this far. Uh, you saw that he had a shot against DC that was a wash, like you said. So really, in my mind, the heavyweight division right now consists really of Francis Ngannou and Stipe. That's got to happen mm-hmm. when John Jones comes into that division. Make him the number one contender for whoever wins that fight, um, because this is well. I mean, we'll see. Because I think if it's a if it's a Francis Ngannou win, that's that there should be a rematch. So, I mean, depending on how the fight really goes, right? If he knocks Stipe out completely in about 30 seconds. It might happen. It might happen. It might might happen. happen. I mean, either way, it depends on however the outcome is going to go. As long as Francis wins, I feel like there's going to be a third fight. Right? So It's it's obvious how you beat Francis when you got to do what Stipe did last time. Yeah. You just got to wrestle. You got to take him down. And stop, take away his weapons, and yeah. and he he gets exhausted, and and it could go one of two ways. It could go if you get caught. If anybody gets caught by Francis, you're going to sleep. You're gonna have some serious brain damage. If uh, Stipe can take him down for one round, if Stipe can land the takedowns before Francis lands the punches, then we have a winner. Because that's what's going to continue to happen. He's going think, to be, yeah. He's going to, he, he, bro, Stipe, listen, Stipe gave Francis Ngannou nightmares. He changed his yeah. mentality. The reason why the fight was so terrible between Derek Lewis is because Stipe gave Francis PTSD. And he was, yeah, scared. he's so scared of being taken down, right? And that's, you know, if he's, anyone's, you know, not, not the, yeah, not the getting taken down, the, the, what that would feel like, yeah. that would be a terrible, terrible, exhausting feeling. He was in pain, bro. That would have been a horrible feeling. He would have, he would not have want, he did not want to be in there after he started getting taken down. He like, you know, that'll make a grown man cry feeling like that. Well, that's the that's the part that makes me laugh, right? Is because Derek Lewis was not going to wrestle with Francis Ngannou. <laughs> he was not going to wrestle. There's barely any threat from Derek Lewis with Francis. I think that obviously there's that threat of getting KO'd. But when your speed is, he has a like a, a huge speed advantage. Like the speed in which they throw punches, Francis is like twice as fast. Well, he's probably the most athletic guy in the division. Oh, Not even boy. close. Yeah, Not easily. Not even close. And he, like, uh, honestly, I believe that if Francis Ngannou had a one-track mind and was just bulldozer, like went in and just mauled people and ran people over, I don't think anyone can beat him. I think he gives people too much respect. And I used to say this about Tyron Woodley too. Like, these big, and Anthony Johnson as well, these big, like, next-level KO artists that are just so strong, the longer that they stay in there, the, the, the more their gas tank goes down, and nothing even has to be happening. Just the time needs to be going, and these boys are getting tighter and tighter as they go because with their fast twitch, even holding your hands up like that, even Sorry. holding your hands here, yeah, yeah it's it's taxing on them, right? They're, they're oh, yeah. And so, like, um, let me say this: their game is but, so predicated on 
energy but, what, yeah, but gas what tank I'm saying, in the beginning. What I'm, what I'm saying is they're giving guys too much respect and they're not like not to be like Nate Robinson, what we we're talking about before, not run in there, but go in there, throwing, aiming, firing, you know what I mean? Walk them down. Just like how Francis did with um was it Rosenstreet? Yeah. Is that him? Like he he did not mess around, bro. He went in there and took him out. He dominated him. Well, his mindset yep. changed. I think after those yep. two fights, he just had to learn and pick something up. And like going back and just touching base on what I was talking about before, if you look at Wonder Boy and um uh uh Woodley. Woodley. Woodley had success when he had that mentality. When he went in and was like murder is right, you know what I mean? Take him out. Yeah, I think that example is so different though, because Wonder Boy is, is such a fab he's such but, a fabulous striker. He's one of the best, if not is, the best. It is very different, but at the same time, the level of I know for I I believe that if Woodley had that mentality, he would have finished him both times. But I just think that that physically the, the gap is too big. These boys are too big and strong, and the striking of any elite striker, it doesn't work when you're getting absolute when you're getting those hammers thrown at your head there's not a lot you can do bro the answer to those hammers is wrestling well let me let me say something about uh woodley and kind of in reflection to your point about you know that that gap or that gas tank it just goes slowly down woodley has never been the same since the uzman fight right and and i think at that point he's done Right. And so you're looking at Derek Lewis, you know, he's done. You look at a guy like Nganu, really what you have to do is when you get walked down or when your game has to change, uh, you got to go back to the drawing board and and that's really make or break time for you. Well, I, this, it's such a confidence. Um, a confidence is a huge aspect in fighting. Confidence is almost everything. You can be, um, in the best, best shape in the world and you can have the best coaches and the best training in the world. But if you're not confident, yep. then you then you ain't going to win. And that's it. And I think that Stipe took away Francis's confidence last time. I think that Woodley has just never had the most confidence, probably never had enough, ever. Well, he was always yeah. begging for it from the fans too, right? He's, he's beaten some big boys, but yeah. he has got the biggest chips on his shoulder and not a good side, not the good type. Not the good type of chip where you got something to prove. You want to show these people. You got he's very chip. insecure. He's very yeah, insecure. He's, yeah, and he's yeah. like, uh, uh, yeah, and he's a shell. He's a shell of what he should be, and um, it's just such a shame to have such a physical specimen who's who does have he does part of the best team in the world. Uh, he has some of the best, you know, guys around him. Has the a physically a monster. Physically, he's a monster. In his prime, he could have been a destroyer, just like old Mike. You know what I mean? But he 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 got he he's in his own head too much. Well, I want to I want to put this out because I think that's such an interesting Woodley. We saw it with Wonder Boy in some ways, and then when he got walked down by Usman, uh, it changed him. And Ganu, same thing with Miocic, it changed him. The other part that I want to make is. Oh, man, who I had that fight in my mind here with Yoel Romero and Israel. That's not one of the worst fights I've ever watched in my entire life. It's yeah, different now. That's different. Yeah, that's but not- I, but he's so he's so scared to get clipped. And Yoel Romero is obviously a counterpuncher, but he's also been the type of dominant side to walk people down. And I felt like when you have that opponent across from you that mm-hmm. you just know has more confidence than you, has more confidence that they can negate what you do so well on the other side, it's just, it's a completely different ball game. You're playing both physically and mentally here almost. And you're trying to wait. You're trying to wager. What are you missing? You're trying to figure out where you can put in the most of your effort. Cause right now when, you know, when I saw that fight between Israel and Yoel, it was, it was just, who's going to throw the first thing. Who's gonna throw the first punch? Uh, that was a uh, with the with the Israel and Yoel thing. That is a uh, Yoel Romero um, being. He needs to be efficient. We've talked about efficiency in fighting, and he's just saving his um, energy, and yeah. that's why he didn't move around because, like, the size of that man and the way that he's built, you could put a timer, a stopwatch on Yoel Romero, and feeling pressure with someone in front of him. 
he could not move around that ring with his hands up for 25 minutes. If you asked him nope. to literally move around like this and shadow box, gas things done. Fucking get tired, man. So, and I'm going to, I like Yoel Romero because he's very exciting, but he is a cheater. That guy has a, <laughs> has a long list. I was waiting for you to say that. that cheating motherfucker. You know, he is. And he is, bro. He's sat on stools. He's got caught greasing. He's got caught doing PEDs. He does dirty things through fights. He Like, he's a long-time cheater. And to stand in the middle like a coward and just chuck your hands up and, like, I don't – and that's not fighting. And, yeah, you are a brick shit house, but you're a brick shit house, not natural, son. Yeah. You're a brick shit house because – someone played with your genetics or you taking shit and that's it that's probably both let's be real i mean who looks like that no one looks like that no humans aren't like that bro and how old is this dude this dude is like 30 30 like thirty thousand years old <laughs> and he looks he's only, he's, he's only maybe, a little bit younger than mike and maybe Roy. he's like 46 <laughs> he's yeah he would have been in the same schools you know as, as mike and Roy. you know he's that he's their Man. era they're watching the same TV shows, bro. Oh man, they're the same age. Let's let's put this <laughs> the same school, <laughs> bro. But yeah, like what I'm saying is that yeah, that that was different, and I do think that uh, Yoel was confident, and I think Israel's confident. Israel's just very methodical, and he treats it like a sport, and he plays at a points game, and he, he did he did yeah he was wanting to fight he did get um caught because he was getting impatient and you do something do something do something and then he went in and then yoel but um that's just um but you can't stand there i feel like that should be a disqualification (laughs) or just a no contest some some sort of stupid bullshit ending because that was a bullshit fight but don't need to happen in the sport it's it's uh it would be like playing football and taking a knee every single every single time. So let's go back to this heavyweight discussion before we cap this oh, off. Yep. I think yep. I think it's a fatal far away. I think uh, it's gone and steepy. I think we both agree with has to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say that has already happened and John Jones wants to enter the division. Let's say John Jones and Curtis Blades for number one contender. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, I think that's a great fight to make because I think uh, you know looking at the how how the division has played out I think it I think it works that way because you and I talked about this many times before is I think you don't throw John Jones into a title fight right away because Ngannou is dangerous Stipe is still dangerous um, and so I think I think you have Curtis Blades and John Jones happen first give them that one yeah. fight in that heavyweight division but you still give them someone who is they, championship um, these guys underestimate Stipe a lot. They think that he is, and I do, I'm guilty of it too, is they think because he's not a specialist in any way and because he's not as big, he's not as dangerous, um, he's not that fast. You know what I mean? Like they look at, like John Jones looks at him like, yeah, that's an easy fight for me. Even Israel was like, that's an easy fight for me. You know, a lot of these guys look like that's an easy fight for them. But Dipe is a warrior. And he's got an incredible champion mindset. And so did DC. DC thought that he could beat him too. And he did beat him. But his adjustments that he can make are incredible. You know Fight IQ. Mean? Fight IQ is off the charts. Oh, off the charts, man. He's awesome, bro. Like, and like what he did to Francis was that was probably one of the best fights I've ever seen. Because I thought that Francis was going to murder him. And we all did. We all how, did. He took, how he took him out of the question. They were talking, calling it like baddest man on the planet too and they were talking they weren't talking about stipe they were talking about francis they thought that francis was the man but stipe went in there and wrestled his ass off and gave him ptsd bro stipe is a gangster and like the dc thing when he started going to the body bro that's yeah that's why I love beautiful this. adjustments fight iq i think there's been two there's there have been way too many mistakes underestimating stipe to the point that i think people really have to you know, there's been way too many times that people have underestimated Stipe and have been yeah. on the other side don't, of the outcome. That I think you, don't don't sleep on him. Tough, tough ass dude. Great chin, great fight IQ. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably the best um, in terms of making in fight adjustments or from fight to fight adjustments. John Jones um, is very good at it too, though. Yeah. John Jones is a, is, a, is a. I mean, we haven't seen him in a while, but you know, if we're talking from, yeah, yeah, he won't lose that. He won't lose that. He's yeah. in like he. I feel like with John, he needed something new to like give him a bit of a boost and he needs to go to heavyweight and he needs, and 
whether he's running from Israel or not, I don't know if he is. Um, I just don't think it makes sense for him right now. Yeah, he 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 should go up and fight um, Mim. But what's going on? What do we have coming up? So we've got next Saturday or this. Sorry, this Saturday. Before before we we carry on with that, just let me say this: Anthony Smith's triangle on Devin Clark was really nice last night. That's it. Okay, next next fight. <laughs> yeah. next, next next card. That card was shite, man. I had a like it was it there was some it was decisions and decisions. There was a nice TKO by uh. Did uh, they Tom have rappers? Peters. Did they have? Did they have? No, they didn't have rappers. Uh, hey, 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 they had Anthony Smith. Uh, yeah. Right. Look, listen, his his triangle was uh, it, it, beautiful technique, beautiful jujitsu against Devin Clark. Uh, but to me, Devin Clark's nobody. I have no clue who the hell that is. Um, and last minute, they're like, "Yeah, let's just make it a five round main event." If there was a, if there was the a day to have a crappy ass card, it would have been now because nobody was watching that last night. Um, I re- I feel like Mike Tyson and Roy got some numbers, bro. You know, if I'm oh, buying it, hundred percent. You see, well, listen. A lot of my buddies on Instagram were watching that, and they don't watch a single lick combat sport. So, yeah, they got a lot of casual eyes. So let's look ahead. This Saturday, we've got Jack Hermanson fighting the filling in Marvin Vittori for Kevin Holland, who tested positive. This Saturday, yeah, I believe Marvin Vittori has tested positive for PEDs before. The Italian stallion, the cheating. <sighs> Cry baby. Um, this isn't yeah, a great, this isn't Marvin a great card. Fan. It's not a great I'm card. Not, I'm not a Marvin Fatori fan. Um, he's a jackass. Um, he, he, <laughs> he's a jackass. He, he's done a lot of crying, you know, before about not getting fights, and he got caught cheating. And when that happens to you, I just don't like. You can't you can't be a cheater and a dickhead at the same time. You can be a cheater and a good guy. But you can't be a cheater in a dickhead. dickhead. Otherwise, you're just uh, you're just yeah. a total. Or else I'm a blacklist, yo. Ed. I'm a, I don't even want to follow you. You know, anything <laughs> you do, I'm gonna upset about you. People listen to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Jack um, Manson. Who, who's, who's Marvin Vittori fighting? Jack Manson. Well, it's supposed so, to be Kevin Holland. That would have been a nice fight for us to see Kevin Holland. Hermanson is a bit. Um, Hermanson's like a wrestler too, isn't he? He um, yeah. we seen him Jack Manson fight uh. Than middleweights, right? I've seen him fight. Uh, he just came off fight too. The guy that um Robert just beat, black dude, the gor- yeah. killer gorilla. Oh, um, the guy with the crystals. Um, yeah, but I think Jack Manson's a wrestling type of dude. I think I'm not too sure. I don't know much about Jack Manson, yeah. but he was meant to fight originally. Was meant to fight Darren Till, right? He fought. He fought. Uh, yeah, he fought Cannoneer. Cannoneer. Last year, last year. But his That's most really recent cool. fight was actually July 18 against uh, Kelvin. He he uh, he beat him by submission. Oh, bro, I watched that and uh, uh, Kelvin. That was one of those fights where what happens in the sport sometimes is the better fighter doesn't always win. Yeah. Okay, you can be the way better fighter, and you can do everything right. You can still get caught. Kelvin looked like a world champ in that fight and got I think it was a leg yeah. lock if I'm not wrong, yeah yeah or something yeah. like that. And he just yeah. got caught, and he and he got leg locked. But I think Manson is a grappler. Uh, I think he's um more of a wrestling type dude, isn't he? And he's got good jujitsu and shit like that. But he 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 wants the fight to be on the mat, and he's fighting Marvin Fatori, who is uh, uh throws haymakers. Yeah, throws leg. Pulls. Well, let's let's put it this way. Uh, <laughs> um, it's yeah. not a great looking card, but you know what we always see on the show. Don't judge a card by who is fighting and who is on it. So let's see what that is. We're going to watch. I think that um, Jack as much- should, go, should go in there. And if you're betting, um, bet on Jack and he should go in there. And, like um, the he, should make, he should, yeah, he should, he should, he should do really well against Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori is a big, strong guy, but um, methodically, he's not that great. He doesn't really game plan for anything. He throws punches and bunches, swings from the hip. He's not a great, great striker. He he tries to wrestle, but his wrestling is um, five out of ten. Five out of ten here and there. Yeah. I think Jack Manson is um, one of those guys that's coming through in the middleweights, and he's going to be uh, like a title contending sort of guy, I believe. Even though he lost pretty badly to um, Cannoneer, 
Kenanir's absolutely no slouch. You know what I'm saying? Oh Kenanir's yeah, he was just on the he, he was just on the edge of a title shot, right? If he yeah, had beaten if he had beaten Robert, he probably would have yeah. been next in line. So but um yeah, so but uh talking about the middleweights, Darren Tool that was scheduled to fight him, he had a knee injury. And, um, yeah, he still wasn't feeling up to par, and uh, he, he jumped on the Aerial Money podcast and said that you know he wasn't feeling good yet. So, yeah. Darren Till will be a champion of that division, one hundred percent. Yeah, when Israel leaves, mm, uh, or when you Darren think Israel's Till first loss is Darren Till? Uh, probably not. I think that Israel's got him now. But this is an evolving sport, and this is a this is a form sport. And uh, Darren Till's what twenty six? Yeah, very young. And Israel's thirty two. Yeah, so Darren Till has an advantage. The longer that Israel stays in the sport and um, hangs around, and because there comes a time where uh, I think it, I think it'll be about 30, 31. They hit their primes. Well, you, this is your level of progress, right? And it's not even like this. It's more like, it's more like this. Boop. You know what I mean? Boop. And if you want to do stupid things, boop, you can do that too, right? If you, if you, if you're not if you're John Jones though, constantly taking fights. Yeah, well, John Jones went like that, didn't he? He went like yeah. this, and then he just went boom, and then down again, and then boom, yeah. and then but like but, then you have those guys that like you know, Darren Till. I'm going to use an example. I think it'd be incredible to watch him throughout his career. I think he's a great guy to watch because he has had lows and he's had highs, but he's never looked bad. He's never come yeah. into a fight and looked shit. He's looked good every time. He's a confidence fighter. He knows what he's doing. He's methodical as hell, and he looked damn good against Robert Rodiger. And the way his mentality is a big thing, the way that he came into that fight was very mature and smart and shit, bro. He well, is... Um, he's still on his way up. Yeah, I don't think that he even he he doesn't deserve an Israel fight for a while, but he um I think he would have smoked Jack Manson. I reckon he would have, and he's a guy that's going to see some sweet knockouts out of. And also, uh, Kelvin Gastelum, don't sleep on him. I don't know how old he is, but I don't know what he's doing. But if he's around, then um he's, he's always in the picture. He's always in the he's picture. Championship guy, that guy's someone to watch out for. All right, um, yeah. So the next weekend is Marvin Vittori versus Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson, yeah. So let's let's uh, we're gonna take a look at that card this Saturday, and we'll talk about it on Sunday. But the fall, so the next two events that we have here listed out: December twelfth, obviously two fifty UFC two fifty six, mm-hmm. and um, what was originally supposed to be Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling is now filled in with uh, another flyweight main event. What you were hoping for, Mister Chet McGregor, Brandon Moreno, and. Uh, there's Figueiredo, um, but the I think I'm more interested in the co-main event, uh, Tony Ferguson, Charles Oliveira, right? So that kind of pushes I that conversation of our lightweight t- tournament. Tony Ferguson, Charles Oliveira is on Conor McGregor card, right? No, two fifty six is happening. Yeah, they yeah oh, they, they, they put it on. Yeah, they signed it for two fifty six, so it's happening next Saturday. Not this one coming. No, the next one. It's literally happening next December 12th, which I'm excited for because you and I have had conversations every single week about the lightweight division, and this is just another stepping stone, I think, for that division to progress. I mean, um, I'm in Whistler that weekend, so we will have to... Well, um, enjoy wrestler. Or wrestler. We're, Whistler. We'll still, Whistler. We'll still, I'll still be watching. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Still, and we'll still be able to do this. I'll just have to... We might have to... Adjust. Well, you might just be in the hot tub or the Scandinavian spa yeah, while I'm just sitting here... Yeah, you might just be getting your nails done and uh, you might be getting your eyebrows plucked. <laughs> you might be getting your eyebrows plucked. <laughs> and I'll be sitting here. I'll be sitting here worrying about the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then we got, I got a, we got a private hot tub too. I don't mean to flash around, but you know. Hey, I think I really think you should do the podcast in the hot tub, mate. All but right. you're going to be sitting there for an hour. Yeah, I know. Uh, well. <laughs> So after that, yeah, December tw- uh, December nineteenth. Well, I just want to. This is so off the topic, and I just but, changed the whole thing. But I loved it how Snoop Dogg was smoking his blunt <laughs> during the performance, and he would smoke his blunt, and then he would take it out, and then he would rap again and be blowing the smoke down the thing. I was and like, then and then he was like, "Here's <laughs> the he, dog, bro." He was doing ad libs, and he was like. <laughs> 
He was doing like weird ad libs while you smoking. It was so funny, man. But uh, there was one point there <laughs> when he still had the blunt in his mouth. He still had a he still had the blunt out of the side of his mouth, and he grabs the mic and he's like, one, two, three into the vault, and then took it out. I was like, this he is the OG of OGs, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Which is why he can be in events like that, right? Yeah, um, he has to be. Now he has yeah. to be. That's his. <laughs> He, he's legend be- of legends he gotta be the face of it almost and you know what was even funnier mario lopez was hosting it and the dude does not look like he's aged for the last 30 years mario lopez doesn't age he doesn't he's age a vampire man he probably drinks blood for sure i don't know some weird shit that goes on when you have a lot of oh, no, he's probably in the same club as uh Yoel romero doing all kinds of genetic mutations right when you when you yeah when you when you break the hundreds of millions of dollars Weird shit happens. <laughs> Hanging out with TRT Vitor. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I just don't want to age anymore. Maybe I'll just hang out with Yoel Romero and do his boxing club and that weird genetic mutation camp up there. Oh, they, didn't right. they call it some boxing camp that they had to stay in for such a long time? What's that, Yoel Romero? Yeah, I mean, that story is so crazy. But whatever, let's leave it there. He's a wrestler. wrestler but- December 19, Saturday. Leon Edwards, Kamsat Chumayev. We have Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Jeff Neal. Beautiful Marcin fight. Terry Pera and Greg Hardy, Marlon Morais, Rob Fawn, Jose Aldo, Marlon Vera. Dude, I can't believe Jose Aldo is like the first card, like the first fight on the main card. The prelim card on that night is insane too. Michael Pereira and, K- and uh, Chaos Williams, Diego Lima, Bilal Muhammad, uh, Sajara Eubanks. Um, that's like the the. I'm not gonna lie, I'm more so looking forward to the cards after this Saturday's. Um, you know, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm thinking about Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. Um, I'm pretty stoked that we get to see Cam's out fight Leon Edwards. When is that? Are we going to have more time to talk on that? Or we yeah, we're going to have the next, we're going to have two weeks. We're going to be able to talk about it this Saturday and next Saturday to preview it. exciting fights. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back and watch, because um, what I do, guys, if you're a first time watcher, Dash listener, are we going to be putting this on YouTube? Oh, this is going to be on YouTube, baby. That is. Come follow all of our shit all right but what i do is if there are fights coming up we aren't just shit talking guys we we uh i go back and watch every single fight that if like leon edwards is fighting then i'll go or jump on fight pass watch every single fight yep. of leon edwards um basically analyze it until i have a really good idea on what the hell i'm talking about and then usually i talk about it and it happens and that's just the way that it goes. Column, I don't get Mr. Mac time two. Mystic <laughs> Mac, baby. I predict these things. All right. And I don't <laughs> just predict that I go back and I research and I look at the odds and statistics. We don't we don't just talk shit here, folks. We I don't can win you money. We yeah, we are talking shit, but we don't just shit. do that. So <laughs> we don't just talk shit. <laughs> we, we, I go back, I'm a I'm a fight fan first and foremost, and I watch everything and I got a lot of time because I don't have a job right now, and it's coronavirus. Yep, I don't think anybody should be out right now. So uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a watching fights a lot, and I'll be watching every single one until it makes sense of what I believe is going to happen, and then we're going to talk about it. And I think we should be doing like a midweek one, like a Thursday one, having a fight on the Saturday. We'll do a preview one for sure. Like a a pre-fight, a, a pre-fight full mount podcast. And we're going to be talking shit. I love how you're trying to figure it out on the spot. We'll do it. On the spot. I'm free man, balling. But man. if you want to, if you want to bet, uh, I'm, uh, I'm listen to us, man. Listen to yeah, us. Bro. Trent's got some, got some gems. To make some money. Uh, I'm not going to lie though. We anyway. haven't, we haven't been on point with the last two or three cards. I, I just got to say. Uh, what, what did we <laughs> A little bit though. We haven't, I haven't picked any losers. No, yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, we I have. Yeah, we have. We picked losers. We packed. Uh, we picked. Uh, what's the name? Okay, let's go back into this. We picked. Oh, oh we had. He's... Yeah, here we go. So we had. Who did we say? We both said uh, Felder would clean house on RDA. Oh, but Felder took that fight. That was sure, a tough no, one. We... Um, we had Thiago Santos cleaning house on Teixeira. Oh, I got that wrong. Right. <laughs> we both got that wrong, don't we? Me and you have pretty much had the same predictions, mate. So uh, right, we got um, two wrong out of the last. 
How long? What did I say? I said we got the last two or three. I wouldn't say it's like since we started back in. Now we've been doing this two months, three months, right? So yeah. So we when um, did we start Covington and Woodley? Or two fifty three. We started two fifty three. We cost it out of Sonia. Anyway, back to it. The, from what I, from my experience, the only two that I've got wrong was Santos. Listen, and, this man is right most of the time. I'll say ninety nine percent of the time. So. Yeah, but um, <laughs> admittedly, I didn't go back and watch all of the Glover Teixeira side. So I watched the last two. But um, yeah, but Glover Teixeira's on the old side. Uh, I think we both, you and, know, were a little bit shocked, anyways. But. Felder took a fight on short notice training for for a triathlon. Uh, which, okay, all right, all right. You have an excuse. Yeah, so I don't know. No excuses. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, Whatever. Um, it is. <laughs> uh, the only, the only, um, yeah. Going back to what I'm saying is, we got some good shit coming up. Yes, sir. Listening. Go to the beating stations. Listen to Trent McGregor. Listen to what I've got to say. I'll win you some money. All right, and we'll pretty much end Full Mount Podcast, episode nine on that. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Sunday MMA show. For Trent McGregor, I'm Ruben Don Gallon Jr. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram. Stay posted. Peace. Peace out.